92.9? All right, it's we got it up. 92.9, I got it's it. Like All it right. was 90. Oh, baby, look at these likes coming in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Winners Lounge. Let's go. Are these getting boring? Is winning <laughs> getting old? Answer is no, it's not. Actually, today was especially satisfying. There were so many satisfying things that came out of it because not only yeah. did Nikola Jokic go for not a 90% triple-double, 92.9% triple-double. <laughs> not only did he only miss one shot and it was a fadeaway three-pointer as a heave, not only was it that, but... Blazers just grifted their way through the fourth quarter. And classic like, Blazers. Classic Blazers. And the refs were sick of it. They got sick of it. We're going to talk about all these goodies, man. All these goodies. But first, we're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. We use promo code. How do we do? We probably swept. <laughs> <laughs> like for does, that, does that mean we didn't I mean, do the well? the game went kind of according to plan, Honestly, I feel yeah, like. Everything went like it was supposed to go. Yeah. Like, I know every lock that I gave out hit. Every lock. The first half. Lock whatever hit. Jokic prop Jokic you put prop your money hit. on hit. Um, yeah. We did minus five. Yeah, first uh, every, half. Everything hit, really. We got the steal from Jokic. We got a three-pointer from Jokic. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I feel like everything We hit. got Zignaji offensive rebounds. <laughs> Mostly really? offensive misses. Hit. We'll get all of those. We did everything. Um, guys, Eric went home. That's okay. That's okay. That is okay. You know, this is one of those games. You he's even... bored of winning. He is so. He's so <laughs> he's like, bored oh, of it, man. Yeah. This is this is just too easy for me. He was worried he was going to say the S word on the show. Tonight, <laughs> he was so worried. Sorry, we had to like you go home. You do not go anywhere near a mic. But I still got some homies with me. I got uh, the man with the wind behind his hat, Harrison Wind. Man, this was a great night to be in the studio. I'm I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> I can't wait to break this game down, man. You got some I notes. Can't wait. Do you have some wait. notes? My notes are full. Oh, yeah. I love well, full Lots notebook of notes. over here. Uh, and then, of course, I got Superstar Dev. Uh, before we get to just uh, talking a lot of shit about uh, <laughs> Trailblazers, yeah. hopefully, um, I do want to say uh, what did happen and what mattered to me today was uh, Chauncey Billups was back in town um, at uh, my old alma mater. Is that right? Uh, they made uh, Chauncey Billups court. He has a court. Really? It's now named oh, wow. after him. So that was pretty big. He came in. At GW? Yep, at GW. All right. So that was pretty cool. Very cool. Now back on to the ass whipping that they put on. <laughs> <laughs> and then has a little, you know, who did not care about that sentimental moment was the Denver Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Uh, they kind of took care of business. All right, fast breakdown. Let's get it started. Let's do it. The Blazers, if you remember, Nuggets beat them so bad. The Blazers started three of three from three to, in this game. Three of three. And I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be a long night. Nuggets rallied back, though. Some really good defense. The numbers are not going to bear it out. Denver tonight, according to Cleaning the Glass, had a 115.5 defensive rating. I actually thought they had some great defense tonight. Uh, Blazers hit some shots. They caught fire for stretches, and that's why. 115, by the way, is only slightly worse than average, so it's not like that egregious against a very good offense. But the Blazers were on fire, and Denver still held them to 115. Good, real pockets of some great defense in there. And then Denver's fast break game was on point. Dev, look up how many fast break points they had. I think ESPN has it, but... They were just getting out and transitioning. <laughs> I'll go ahead and Did look you that subcontract up. that? That's I just contracted that's you. A that's, that's a Harrison. That's a Harrison. He's on top 16 of that. Do you see what just happened? 16. That was it? Man, it felt like it was like 100. We know our place on this show. All right. So my bad. my role. I really I it's, not, it's not time for me to explore my game. <laughs> <laughs> Great point. Uh, my, my mistake, fellas. My mistake. Uh, Blazers made a late push though in the quarter, and um, we had. I, I tried out a new nickname on the timeline. Nobody really said anything about it. Didn't catch on. Didn't didn't catch on quite. What do you think about um, 
Dogs and bones light up. We, nobody, uh, we nobody, can workshop. We that can workshop. Bit. You guys don't like you put out four dogs. Come on, somebody give me some love. Nothing. Let's go Man. to the chat. Let's see what Man, the chat, the chat thinks is, about this one. Nobody's on my side here. I feel attacked. 34 31 Nuggets at the end of the first quarter. Second quarter. Second unit was playing solid but couldn't score. Do you guys remember that second quarter? How many bricks that second unit oh, put God. up? Like they were getting good process. They were getting offensive rebounds. They just couldn't score. It was yeah. it was wild. And then you know what happened? Damian Lillard caught absolute fire, man. It was it was scary times because he gets that look in his eye when he starts making everything he puts up. He had that one going tonight in the in that second quarter. But thankfully for us, Yusef Nurkic is on their team. And what does Nurkic do more than anything else? Really stupid fouls. Oh, cry. Well, miss <laughs> miss layups yeah. with really terrible touch. A, a lot of misses was, but mostly he just makes terrible decisions when he's in foul trouble. He picked up a second, picked up a third immediately after it, all of, off of just like undisciplined plays. Jokic at the half, 21, 6, and 4. You knew it was coming for a big night. Nice. Damian Lillard at the half, 30 points. No defense being played. Denver had a 152 offensive rating. They're up 73, 67. Third quarter was the hilarious start, man. At one point, there were seven consecutive four on three breaks. And yeah. nobody completed them. Both teams kept botching the fast break. It was unbelievable how ugly this one was. Jokic's defense in that third quarter, there was a stretch there where I was like, my God, yo, come on, man. It kept being in transition, and he kept like not giving it any was resistance. Like one of your guys' games at the wreck. It was like one of our, our games. <laughs> but Michael Porter caught fire, and eventually we had a full-on Porter quarter. And what was cool is not only do we have a Porter quarter, but we had a Jokic hunting for Porter assists. Like, where's Porter at? Boom, got him another one. And another one, and another one. It was fun to see. And then Zeke Naji was grabbing just every offensive rebound out there, mostly his own misses. Z Dog, Z Dog, <laughs> tenacious Zeke. One hundred one eighty nine Nuggets. About that, one, well, if that one catches and not mine. Z Dog is, is good for its own reasons. <laughs> Got that dog. In it's him. so bad, it's good. One hundred one eighty nine Nuggets. Uh, Vlatko, I thought had a really rough game. He, he had some. He was getting blown by. He was he tried to dunk on uh, Eubanks. That it, I mean, he's had some crazy dunks, Dev. But that dunk he tried today, no. It was uh, have you have you guys seen the movie Above the Rim? Yeah, this was below the rim. <laughs> <laughs> it was very below the rim. He was never gonna dunk that. It was yeah. actually why did he do it? I don't know, man. Like it was really weird. Um, st starters though come back into the game a little bit early, and guess what? They got whatever they wanted. They starters slammed the game home, uh, slammed this game the door shut on this one. They were up ten. They go in and they just smack the heck out of him. And what I liked in particular was we had some nice Jokic-Gordon two-man game going. Mm. This team played that connected style of basketball to close it out. When it was time, they got back in the rhythm, got exactly what they wanted against the terrible Blazers defense. And then the Blazers, seeing that they were down 15 with like six minutes, seven minutes to go, they were like, you know what we should start doing? Just falling down, running into people. <laughs> they were out of options. And I'm not kidding when I say this. I have never seen the officials not fall for it as consistently as they did in this one. Usually a ref will like trip up every here and then like, all right, they got that one. They just like were looking at the Blazers like, stop, guys, stop. <laughs> and it was like made this. Accept mm. your fate. It made this so much more uh, satisfying when that happened. So Nuggets get the win, 122 to 111, and it didn't feel like quite that close. Dev, start us off, buddy. Easy What's work up? tonight. What's your takeaway? My big takeaway in this game is um, this this Nuggets team is for real. Um in the past, and this is actually altering the way that I'm viewing the Nuggets. In the past, uh, you kind of would be nervous for 
um, Dame, Lillard, Dame Lillard to come into Denver, um, putting up a lot of points, uh, averaging like 38 points a game on the month, just coming off of a 50 game just not too long ago. Um, and if you told me that he was going to have 44 points in the game and Nurkic was going to be a beast on the board with 10 rebounds, I'd be like, oh, man, this is going to be a close game or Denver probably loses. I don't think that anymore. And in this game, it, he had 44 points. He was still a minus 20 in the minus game. 20. They still got blown out. 6 of 12 from 3, 12 of 20 from the field, 44 points and a minus 20. That's that's a serious team. Like Denver is a team really that just has separated themselves. This is not the same team that I'm used to. Um I'm glad to just see how different that they look and that just goes to show like how 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 good they are. They truly are a really good team. I love the word you used there that separated themselves because yeah. this is a team in the Blazers that Denver lost to earlier, beat them later on. But it was like, all right, are they in the same tier or maybe they're one tier apart? Tonight they look like a team that was just several tiers apart. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but this did look like light work. You can be a little disrespectful. <laughs> well, I can be a little disrespectful <laughs> at times. But it was like, it just felt like a it light was, work man. one. This is the best basketball the Nuggets have ever played in the Jokic era. Mm. Best stretch of regular season basketball they ever have. I mean, the offense is just unreal. <laughs> they had 70-plus points in the first half. They were shooting 33% from three. Yeah, like, How this team scores blows me away every single night. Really, like no matter what defense they've been going up against. And the Blazers' defense has been you know, an average defense for the last 10, 15 games. Yeah. They worked them tonight, and it was it was easy, easy, easy. I feel like the Nuggets just own the Blazers. I really, I really do because see, mm, that's this interesting. game tonight. I feel like it followed the trend of every Nuggets Blazers game. Damian Lillard goes crazy. He gets hot. Anthony Simons hits a three. We're like, oh my god, like this is a bad matchup for Jokic. The Portland's, you know, they're good offensively, and then the Nuggets just feel like they come out on top most times. Um, and yeah, like Dev said, it's they're just a different team than Portland. They're like their game, they just can raise their game to a level that Portland can't get to. And when Denver's clicking like they were tonight, especially in the second half, man, nobody can stop them. Yeah, nobody yeah, can. Harrison just talked about uh, it being the same game plan for Portland um, of Lillard going crazy and then them giving themselves a chance. But that's where. That's where the difference was. They closed the door on Portland tonight where they had to go to Lillard begging for foul calls. He's out there just flailing around. He's fouling because he's so frustrated. And, and that like Denver was poised the entire time um, where in the past it would have went a different way or it would have been like, look at Lillard, like force an overtime or he, he pushes it um, where the lead goes. But like right now it was just like, nope, nope, they're in com complete control. Um, and it's just a team that just does not see Portland anymore. They're starting to see those teams that they struggle with for a while. And they're just – it's night and day from the year – even this year, the beginning of the year, they're just a lot better. Yeah. I mean, I they, the Nuggets really are just in a groove right now. And even though – like I don't think the defense was particularly great. And when you said that this was that they kind of own the Blazers, I think they're better than the Blazers. The one thing I will say is I don't think Denver can stop Portland. I mean, Denver played some good defense tonight, but like they still, Damian Lillard still gets open. Like it's really hard to guard the pick and roll. Absolutely. They run him off so many screens and all this different stuff. And Denver does have better, like KCP is so good. And in games like this, you see it. But I still feel like this is one where if they matched up in the playoffs, Denver's given up 115 a game. They're giving up a 115, 120 
defensive rating in that series. The thing, the, the, the reason though that I do, so I disagree with you in that I think this is hard for Denver to stop, but I agree with you in that Blazers have no chance of stopping Denver. Yeah. They have no, I mean, you think Denver's bad defensively? That team's Look, horrible. Man, in a playoff series, yeah, Lillard's going to go off. Yeah. He might average 40. He really, he would. I think, I honestly think he would. Yeah. He might make eight threes a game. Nuggets are still going to win the series, though. Yeah. <laughs> in the end. Like, that's kind of what happened two years ago yeah. when the Nuggets won that playoff series against the Blazers with a Faka Kapasso, Austin Rivers starting backcourt. Dame had 55 that one game. Yeah. Nuggets still won. They just always find a way to come out on top against Portland, you know? Uh, if those are your big takeaways, I don't know what my big takeaway would be. Uh, so I'm instead going to go to just a takeaway, and that is Porter continues to <laughs> – you had a great thing, to, a great piece today off of shoot around, some quotes mm. from, from quotes from Porter that formed the conversation of <laughs> – I almost feel like Porter is on a campaign right now of telling everybody – I mean, I think he's being honest. I don't think he's trying anything – but I think he knows the narrative out there about he's lost some athleticism. He's been through all these surgeries. I think he knows that, and he's trying to tell people, look, but there's this other part of it. Like, I'm actually getting better. I'm feeling more athletic. I know. And then you knew the quote that you had in your article today. He's like, by the end of the year, I right. think I'm going to be great. I mean, he's projecting forward saying, I can just see my own body getting back to back and back. And if it stays on this trajectory, by the same playoffs roll around, I'm going to be my old athletic self. And for the last month, this is what I've been talking about with Porter is that he hasn't looked as athletic, but I can see it coming back. And more importantly, I can see his mind getting back to going to the rim, get to the rim, get to the basket, get your con His shot was falling again tonight, and he's just becoming a more complete offensive player. And in years past, we've talked about how he can float and the team doesn't always find him. I feel like Nicola, at least really likes finding him. When Porter's on fire, I feel like there's nobody Jokic goes to more other than Murray than, than Porter when Porter has it going. He's like, all right, I'm calling this play again. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's coming back. That's that's my big thing. No, for sure. And you can see the wheels turning in his head like you said. He's trying to go to the rim. Yeah. He's passed up more open threes these last three, four games, yeah. and it feels like he's passed up throughout his entire career. And I'm actually to the point where I'm wondering if he's passing up a little too many open threes. Wow. Um, he was in a slump, but like a slump for him is 38, 39%. Goes four or six from three tonight. I thought he played a great game. But um, yes, he thinks his athleticism is coming back and where it is now to where he thinks it's going to be at the end of the year. Um, he, he thinks he's going to keep getting it and getting it more and more. So um. I, d I just love the arc of Porter's season. You know, start off I strong. Too. Other than the missing games. Oh, yeah, other than the, the heel injury that cost him 13 games. But um, he's just bought in this whole year. He's bought into being a role player. Yeah. You know, he's just stuck to the plan and, and done what the Nuggets have asked him to do. He, he deserves a ton of credit for that. I think as he's just like in a perfect flow of just understanding who he is as a player right now. I think that um, that injury and his like way of fighting that back uh, of trying to prove people wrong has now um, worked for him to just like focus on his game and mm -hmm. the best parts of his game. He's I, I feel like I used to wait for him to just make so many defensive lapses in the game where he's just like leaving a guy open or um, he's just going to just gun every single time that he touches it and like get pushed out of the offense where he's now uh, making the extra pass. He's cutting when he needs to um, use the the pump fake to get to the rim and finish. And then also he's still shooting it really well, four of six from deep um, where it is open shot. So like I feel like 
his game is evolving um, in the right direction that when he does feel good about his body, it's just going to elevate the team just that much more. He's going to feel that much more comfortable because he's been through the rough defensive patches. He's been through um, his shot not falling and then having to get it back. And um, it's great to see him trending in the right direction um, while not going through new injuries or anything like that. So it's great for MPJ right now, and it's – Probably, I mean, it's it's a big reason of why Denver's season has turned to where now they're just winning a lot since he's they're been unstoppable. back. Yeah. Since yeah. They're, they're back. unstoppable. They're unstoppable when back. he's in this role. Like, yeah. You can't guard him. And what's funny is I feel like the slump has been a little overstated, the three-point slump. He had five games in a row where he shot below 40%. So it was, it was like five games is bad. But guess what happened in those five games? They won, and he was a double-figure positive. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like and his it, defense has still been good. He's it, been unselfish. He hasn't forced it. It doesn't take away from the fact that he was, you know, missing some shots or whatever. But I do feel like you come back from injury, he had it for a little bit. He, he kind of lost it. But over the last two games, four of eight and four of six, like, now yeah. we're right. And not only is four of eight and four of six, you combine that with the 33% he was shooting before. And now over his last, like, 10 games, he's back to shooting 40%. So to me... I, I just he was in a little bit of a slump, but I just think it's a little overstated, and I would not be surprised if he's back to shooting fifty percent sure. every game. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I just that that's the thing. So um, I, I'm really excited about Michael Porter and what we're seeing from him, um, and and even more excited I would say by the fact that Nicola seems so more set than ever at trying to find him and, and develop that rhythm. Yeah. Um, Nicola's a smart guy. He's, I mean, you know, <laughs> you're right. I he's agree. a pretty smart guy. He looks at Mike and he's like. This guy's probably going to make this three if I set him up right. <laughs> Let's get back to Nicola here because these lines, oh, man, man, you do you do get numb, numb to it, man. 36 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, one steal, one block, plus 19, and 13 of 14 from the field. And I'm not kidding. His one miss was a Sombor, shuffle, tur- Sombor turnaround shuffle from the three-point line yeah, the corner. that he actually didn't need to take. Jamal Murray handed him a grenade. But, the shot clock. But it wasn't as much of a grenade as he thought. There was like four seconds yeah. on the clock, three seconds. I think he thought it was the end and he shot it a little bit early. But he, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's a he for all intents and purposes. On the shots he was trying, like where he actually had a test. Shots to where he was trying. Yeah, like he went 13 <laughs> of 13. So I, to me, nobody does this. I <laughs> thought that this game, like if you asked me void of context, void of stats, what this game was for Jokic, I would have given him an A, not an A+. plus. I'd have been like, that's an A+. A minus because that third quarter defense kind of wasn't that great, but I'm going to give him an A, whatever. And then you look at the stat sheet and you're like, oh, a 36 point triple double <laughs> on 92, 3% shooting. Yoke's amazing, man. He's at this level right now that I don't, is appreciated by us, but like the level he's at right now where I'm like, who makes 93% of their shots? Nobody. Nobody ever <laughs> has. I mean, I mean, like, Wilt Chamberlain probably did it a couple games. He's like... Uh, it's Wilt-esque. I mean, it's not just tonight, but, like, he's been damn near perfect. Like, really. <laughs> 93%. And and this was a game I feel like we, we've talked about, um, or I've talked about Jokic being in, like, cruise control and things yeah. like that. I don't feel like he was in cruise control in this one. I feel like he made it a point to score whenever he wanted to, to set the tone and get guys involved, but just a lot of the right play. And it is uh, very contagious where now a lot of other guys are making the extra pass. A lot of other guys are throwing the outlet uh, and getting out. And then we saw some athleticism from him today, like hitting the corner and like really just finishing um, tough shots and and beating his guy. And it's not even that he's just like taking it to Nurkic every single time, but he's just like, this guy should not be guarding me. And I'm going to show I'm going to show you why. Like he's he's shooting threes. He's shooting floaters. He's shooting runners. He's shooting hook shots. 
Like he's opened up every part of his game and he's like, he's perfect. Uh, and Denver looks really good because they're giving it to their best guy, getting out of the way and they're just playing the right style of basketball while other guys are still being able to get theirs. Mm -hmm. um, MPJ still being able to shoot. Jamal Murray's still getting involved. Bruce and KCP, they get to do what they want on the floor, and they just everybody's bought in. Um, and it's because it starts with your leader. So Jokic is just, he's on another level right now, and that's why he's MV3. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, how can a guy have a game like this and he's just not considered the consensus best player in the NBA? Just, We're numb to it, though, man. Like, first of all, one, there's a lot of great stats this year, Harrison. But a game like <laughs> this, no. 13-14. I know. Like, what? <laughs> like, what? I mean, I mean we've had a 71-point score. Luca's putting up we some, have. like, absurd stuff. I mean, 61-point triple-double right there. Like, there's been some crazy stat lines this year, and so it's not just Jokic. But the thing I will say is that Jokic more than any other player, like we've seen the Donovan Mitchell, the Embiid's, they dom when they dominate, it's almost always the same way, mm -hmm. right? Like Embiid dominated. What happened? Drew a bunch of fouls, scored a bunch of points. Got the line twenty times. Yeah, like but but you know it's the same way. Like he did that. Jokic could be like, oh man, he dominated tonight. How? Well, he didn't miss any shots. Yeah. Oh, he dominated tonight. How? Twenty seven rebounds. He dominated tonight. Eighteen assists. Sometimes all three at once. But just like. The texture of the game just determines how he wants to do it, and then he just goes out and does it, and that's what makes it so crazy. Yeah. Another thing is he just owns Yusef Nurkic. <laughs> Let's get to it. He dominates Talk him on it. every time that these two teams go up against one another. Oh. And Jokic knows it, too. Jokic is playing with him out there. Like There were three or four plays tonight, and Nurk finished this game with five fouls. I don't know <coughs> how he didn't have ten, but... Jokic, like Nurkic will guard Jokic out to the three-point line, and Jokic will just a little sprint, a little sprint like right past the elbow onto that little mid-post area, and Nurkic will just pick up a foul. Like it's it's just so easy for Jokic to play against this guy. Um, it really he is. He owns him. He dominates him, and like he always goes off against him. But I mean, tonight was just on another level. He he dominated him from the opening tip. De well, Dev, Nurkic had six points tonight. Three of those came in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> one of those came on a three, yeah. That, that was, was the, the worst play of the game. That was the yeah. worst thing to happen was him knocking down his first shot because he's like, I'm feeling it. I that was the this. best thing to happen for the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah, though. exactly. He's like, I got this. And then continued to get his ass beat for the entire game um, like where he's now having to just set illegal screens the entire time. He's starting to get into the antics of trying to get under people's skin because he really has no chance um, against Jokic. And they need to find an answer over there on trying to get like those other type of guys because they're not going to be able to beat these good teams with him being able to do that every single time. Like Jokic was going to want to go against him every single time. If they matched up in a series – Barbecue chicken every single time. So um, he has no chance. He needs to stop guarding him. Um, I'm sad that he ever started over Jokic. And that's why he has to continue being dominated. No, what do we say? Yoke always figures people out. I mean, he's played yeah. Nurkic probably as my. I, w I wonder who the center is he's played the most minutes against. Is it Nurkic and Gobert? Well, it or would be somebody Gobert. in the Northwest Division. But here's the thing they went up against Gobert in one playoff. He went up against Nurk in two. Well, no, because Nurk out. No, Nurk was in the playoffs. Yeah. The, was he in the first mm, time they matched? I don't think so. I think so. he was, he was out, wearing huh? that yeah. 
racist shirt on the bench. Remember? You're right. You're right. I don't, don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. The, the context that we are, of course, missing here. But nonetheless, Sorry. I, he did not play in that series. So it's either Gobert or him, I would prob- I would guess. One of those two. Towns. Yeah, but they didn't play in a playoff oh, series. Oh, not in the playoffs, yeah. Because you're right. So That adds another <laughs> seven games at least. So who does Yoke dominate the most? Probably Nurkic. And... <laughs> Go bear. go bear the two guys that I'm he plays against you. all the time because he figured them out. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you. The more you go and like Yoke's unbothered. I think if we extrapolate this four more years, Yoke's gonna have 50, 20, 20, and Nurk's gonna have zero, 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 zero. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take a break. On the other side, Aaron Gordon. I thought had a sneaky great game. I thought Jamal Murray had some good stuff in this one, and Zeke Naji. Interesting game from him. We'll get to all of that. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of. DNVR. They've got a beer for any occasion. There's no better way to watch a game than having some Breck Brew chilled on tap, however you want it. Um, they've got so many of our favorites, you know. The Mile High City Golden Ale, you can see it right there on uh, that table. Just came out, just dropped. Make sure to get on that. Also, check out the Broncos Country Pale Ale. It's got that Broncos logo on it. Great for any type of event. If you're watching the Nuggets, the Abs, if you're just maybe out of the park on a weekend. Great for any occasion. Breck Brew, the official beer of DNVR. Pick up some Broncos Country Pale Ale today. If you don't know where to get it, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website. That will tell you exactly where to get Breck Brew closest to you. You can, of course, know that new golden ale. Yeah. Get that golden ale. Like, I think it's the best beer of like one of these Denver-themed beers that they've done. Actually, it tastes pretty good. At DraftKings Sportsbook, the NFL action continues. The playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL Divisional Round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, right now, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays make sure to download the DraftKings sportsbook app use code dnvr new customers can bet five dollars on the nfl divisional round and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly only at DraftKings sportsbook with code dnvr minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details all righty back here segment two dnvr nuggets podcast nuggets beating up on these trailblazers um we forgot to put king of the game up guess who it is MV3. David Adelman? We should have given it to David Adelman. 36, 10, and 12. Always weird, Kale, when assists comes before rebounds. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's usually points, rebounds, assists. Yeah, it would would be weird. Can you imagine if you put, like, he had 10, 12, and 36. Right. It would sound right. 36, 10, and 12 sounds, it just just sounds wrong. You know what, Kale? Don't let it happen again. Hey, man, just don't let it happen again. (laughs) This is for the MVP, man. This is for the two-time slash soon-to-be three-time MVP. I have any respect. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A couple other notes here on on this, courtesy of Dan Hyatt via Vic Lombardi. Tonight is the 89th triple-double in the career of Nikola Jokic. The 26th of his career that he got before the fourth quarter. Okay. He has 26 triple-doubles. For reference, Michael Jordan has 28 total triple doubles. <laughs> Jokic has 26 through three quarters. The time he officially logged it was 34 minutes into the game. Uh, so that was means two, basically two minutes left uh, in the third quarter, which is only the 20th fastest triple double of his career. That's it. 20 times he had, or 19 times he had a faster triple double. 
than what he had tonight. Isn't that wild? That's crazy, man. Man. It's crazy. Kale, can you pull up my tweet? Predicting the stat line, please. Oh my God! Are you serious? <laughs> he calling just take, your a, own, take a quick look at this. Calling your own you little heat check here. Huh? I mean, I think I would have gotten this exactly if the game was closer. But um, all I do is you just look at the fit, look at the suit, <laughs> make the prediction. It's it's an easy game. See, I wouldn't even thought that that's what you did there. But now that I know that you did there. You oh. didn't know that's what he was doing? It's not based on the <laughs> opponent. It's not based on yeah. any trends. It's all based on the suit. Yeah, that's pretty funny, <laughs> man. Um, all right, let's get to who else I thought was. Oh, actually, one thing I want to bring up. Because, uh, you know, one of my favorite follows in the NBA is Nate Jones. Jones on the NBA. He does like he works with brands. He works with Dame Lillard a lot, so he's always watching uh, mm -hmm. uh, the Blazers. He also has that new product, Move Insoles, the like insoles for for athletes. Um, he was saying in here, here's a tweet. I'm going to read you his tweet. He says NBA in a similar predic predicament with Jokic as they were with Prime Tim Duncan. Doesn't seem very interested in marketing, but he's so damn good. Not having him in brand campaigns, etc., is tough. Even Larry Bird did Converse and McDonald's ads. Mm. Now, and I just replied to him while you were doing this, a little behind the scenes. I'm tweeting while, while you're talking. I'm not so sure because I've always agreed with that, that Jokic hasn't seemed interested, but he just did that interview with Arena Sport with Eden and Cole, our guys, and listen to what he said. They asked him about, you know, you're starting to dress in suits. You're starting to do this. Why are you doing that? He says, since maybe since I'm 27, 28, maybe I wanted to look more serious to represent yourself. People see you differently, approach you differently. If a serious sponsorship is on the table, if a car manufacturer or a watch manufacturer approaches you, <laughs> if a big brand approaches you, they see you differently if you represent yourself in a certain way. So I, I say that, Dev, to say when you hear that quote and you see Nikola's kind of changed to approach over his last year and a half, do you think Jokic is like more interested does it seem he's more interested in brand ambassadorships yeah i think so and it just shows like the maturity um from when he first started in the league um i mean we see the um commercials we see the things like back home but not much like on a global scale or just you know even national um and i think that he's starting to understand that he can make that change and I mean, he's a watchman. It would make sense for somebody to do that. Um, I think that it now the people have to do a better job of marketing him um, in that. I know that maybe they did reach out at some point in time. He probably wasn't into that, but now that he is, and it's, it's great that he's open and talking about it, um, although it was not in English. So now it's on everyone else to make that push because um, I would love to see him on commercials. I would love to see yeah. him on the TV every single time um, that I'm watching something, like we see a Giannis um, like we see LeBron on everything. He's that good. So I mean, he is that good. He's that good, honestly. And everybody should know who he is. It, well, Tim Duncan's footprint on his era is smaller than it deserves. Because I think Tim Duncan is either the first, second, third, or fourth best player of his generation. You can't go, you can't convince me lower than that. Like, I mean, won five championships. But his cultural footprint was so small, and even his like his legacy, like he's almost mentioned because you have to. But then whatever, and I do think a lot of that is because he just ran away from this type of stuff. Like, not that Nikola cares that they don't think about his legacy, but I do think that part of becoming the face is like this. And I kind of feel like he's ready in some weird way. He yeah, hints that maybe he wants it a little bit. Maybe he is because, like you said, the thing that's been holding it up is he just doesn't want to. Like he's been approached for a lot of stuff, whether it's with the NBA or you know outside partnerships, and he just doesn't want to. Yeah. So maybe there is a shift. I mean, 
ever since he became the different man, he's just he's been a completely different person, and he's just been an exponentially better basketball player. So maybe it is just kind of this this next chapter of his career, this next chapter of just his personality. Who's what? What are these guys selling though? It's usually shoes and food, fast food or something like this. What do you see Yoke selling? Cars. You see cars? Yeah, like he actually does have some fly cars. You know what he should sell? Band aids. (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) But no, like he should be in like a like a a different type of car, just because he's he's a different type of player. So like he can like relate to to people that want to step out like i mean like lebron has buick right yeah 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 he's not a buick type of guy <laughs> you know what i mean like but like yeah. that's where the this bag is was so true i don't even you know what's funny is i don't even think about these things but you're right he's not driving a buick yeah. what are we doing so you might as well like have that marketed like there's people with buicks that like lebron or like at least know who he is and they feel cool uh, about themselves yeah um with that how I, much horsepower does this oh yeah, horsepower yeah. Especially after we gotta get a, him a Tacoma or something. Yeah, especially after <laughs> yeah. a third one. Like, I mean, there's other things that, like, of course, he could market just because of us, Mustang, like, being maybe. closer. We know, like, you know, he's saying things about like band aids and um, there's things like you know his headband and things like that. But from a like a global scale, it should be something that everybody relates to, and I think that a car is like a good one for him. Yeah. yeah. Well, interesting. That's a good think exercise. What, what are the best brands well, and companies? Well, I like that there. he said watch. Somebody was perfect. They what? said yeah. Prius because he's just so efficient. <laughs> so someone just said Tesla off the table. Yeah, Tesla's off the table. I don't know if Elon Musk wants to get into the like athlete <laughs> athlete marketing uh, business yeah. over here. Uh, let's talk about Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon tonight I thought had another really great game. It's always interesting to see him go up against Jeremy Grant, basically the guy that had his job before him. Um, and I mean, he continued like he only went three of eight tonight, 11.7 rebounds, eight assists, one steal, one block plus 20. Um, the guy's just a beast. And one of my favorite things right now is Eric yoke trusts Aaron Gordon so much, man. Mm. Honestly, on the trustometer, Aaron Gordon is a 100 out of 100 for Mm -hmm. yoke. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, um, tonight you saw the kind of biggest difference, I think, between Aaron Gordon and Jeremy Grant. Aaron Gordon is a beast. Like, he's really strong. Oh. He's really powerful. He just gets into you and outmuscles you. Yeah. And there were a bunch of times tonight. Aaron Gordon only made three shots, but, you know, he had a bunch of rebounds where it was just all his physicality, man. And he was just beasting Jeremy Grant inside. Yeah, if you uh, – honestly, if you take uh, if you take away – Aaron Gordon's like last three minutes of the game. This was like an incredible game for him. For yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. He went through like a spurt of taking some of the worst shots. He got a little happy. <laughs> he was I'm telling you, yeah. for mismatches and things like that. But like he worked so hard on the rebounds, and really, like his rebounding has been a huge difference yeah. in how Denver is going out to run. It's also allowing them to to run the fast break, like that they're throwing over the top and things like that. Because it's not only Jokic down there rebounding every single time. But um, this had to be a career high on assists for him. And you talk about that trust with him and Jokic, that connection with him and Jokic. There's some passes that I don't know how Aaron Gordon sees Jokic, and also how uh, he's Jokic, a good, he's a good passer. How man. he even um like you know like receives it back like that wraparound drop off mm-hmm. to Jokic that was perfect. Mm. Like that was honestly beautiful. And everyone else is going for the rebound. They like they know it's gonna go up. He's like doing wraparounds and just putting it right 
where he needs to be. And that's also a difference between a Jeremy Grant and yeah. Yeah. Um, like, oh yeah, because he's he's making he's that extra playmaker. class. He's doing things to make everyone else get involved, and he's okay like flying under the radar. So like Aaron Gordon's still a godsend, best you know trade that they've had. One of the first things Aaron Gordon said when he got to Denver was, "I think I'm an underrated passer, and I'm excited to." show more people that part of my game. Love it. He absolutely has. But you know what's funny, man? Because I remember, I think it was low post, like right when the trade happened, and somebody and he asked me, is it Jeremy Grant or Aaron Gordon? Who do you think is the better fit? And I said, I honestly think Aaron Gordon is. And at the time, Jeremy was going off in Detroit. Denver was coming off the bubble run, this or that. And I remember the the general um, most reactions to that were like, come on, man. Like, Jeremy was perfect. Like, this or that. Like, Aaron Gordon can't shoot the three. He doesn't do this or that. And I was like, yeah, but I'm telling you, his IQ is higher. His He's more unselfish. He passes. And I actually think he's just a more impactful player because of his, like, defensively because of his physicality. And I think that now I'd be curious to see the temperature on that. If you were to say who is a better fit for Denver right now, if I were to ask that right now, Jeremy or Aaron Gordon, I bet you that more than 50% would now say Aaron Gordon. And I'm not I talking about Nugget. close. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more than 50%. You think, it's, you think it's like, I mean, I was saying more than 50 so I'm just saying I think the People sentiment People are in on swayed. Aaron Gordon. I, I feel Nuggets like, fans are, but I'm even asking, I'm just trying to say like in yeah, general. Yeah. Um, definitely with Nuggets fans, but I think it's happening more and more throughout the entire country. Yeah. I feel like I can't remember a guy who's kind of remade himself as an NBA player yeah. in the middle of his career, yeah. like Aaron Gordon has. Yeah. I mean, the way people talk about Aaron Gordon and the way he plays now compared to when he was in Orlando, it's two completely different people. Right. He's totally transformed himself from the guy he was there and what people thought of him to who he is now and, and how people talk about him. I mean, he's a winner. You know, he, he makes the right play, high IQ, good passer. I feel like these weren't things people were saying about Aaron Gordon in Orlando. It was like ISO guy, empty stats, is he a winner? Now he's like the 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 guy who plays winning basketball. It's it's awesome. Um, it really is. Um KCP, same thing, man. I'm telling you. KCP, Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon like the perfect trio, man. The holy trio is like perfect guys. They do the same thing every night. All those yeah. three. And, yeah. and that's like what makes a perfect role player on a great team. Do they do the same thing every night? Those three do. Yeah, you want to talk about like a role player. KCP went two of nine in the game. He was still a plus 16. Um, still didn't stand out in the wrong ways. Still, not to keep on, you know, bringing or just like tacking on to the guy. Well, Barton goes two of nine. Everybody's pissed off. You're, <laughs> like, right, you're right, thinking right, about right. those type of plays and the bad shots or how it like altered the, the game. It's a different two of way. nine. It's yeah, it's just in a different way. Even his not so good games are still within the flow of the offense. It's still within um, what the team needs of him, um, and I feel like that's just the difference because he gets it done in different ways. And also, like I know it sounds weird because Dame went for forty four, but I just thought his defense was great tonight. I mean, a yeah. lot of it is Dame getting switched, running off screens, getting switched. But like KCP, man, he just does such a good job of shadowing Dame, fronting him, and all these different things. He's so yeah. good. The only other player that I think is worth sort of an individual conversation right now is Zeke Naji, who for the second game in a row goes or second out of three games yeah. goes for six offensive rebounds ties his career high he has the weirdest rebound profile six offensive rebounds zero defensive rebounds <laughs> <laughs> he goes for seven points and is three of eight shooting um up and down game from him but I thought there was just like again continues to just make these like 
hustle defense impact plays, enough of them to be a positive force. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that I feel like he needs to bring every single night is he's got to be on the glass. He's got to have energy. He's got to be strong inside. And, um, I mean, his his athleticism and just, like, versatility is what separates him from DeAndre Jordan. It's like DeAndre Jordan just can't move. You know, Zeke Naji is quick. He can guard a bunch of different guys. He can get up for rebounds. He can get up and down the floor. And so, I mean, if he's making threes, that'd be great. But, like, the bottom line is he's just got to be that energy dude all the time, every single minute that he's out there on the glass. That's the most important thing. Yeah, he de- he definitely provided a spark, and that's why not having a good offensive game. Um, still that energy that, like, D- like D- Denver needs, especially as, like, if he's going to be the backup center or if he's going to play that role where he has to just slow guys down. Um, Portland's bench was not good. Like, they were they were really bad, actually. Um, and he made sure to keep the energy and keep playing hard where they just can't go in and just attack him every single time. Like, he's a, a good defender. Um, he's actually able to step out um, and knock down a three, and the three that he hit was like a, like a key part a of big the game. shot. Yeah, big shot in the game. So um, I don't think it was a great Zeke game, but it was good to see him um, be active and just care. Like, the energy's there. Yeah. Um, before we go to break... Oh, by the way, Zeke Naji did hit a three in this game, and it was it did feel like it was an important one. Like he kept missing, and he had an air ball uh, by, missed by like four feet tonight. <laughs> he missed two free throws. Like, I mean, his shot. I do think that it can be a little overstated because he plays so few minutes. But the one thing I will say is Zeke's shooting last year had just was on such few attempts that it's hard to say. Like right now, would you say Zeke? Would you say Vlako Chanchar is a great three point shooter? No. Is not he a good great. one? Is he good? Yeah, I trust him. I think yeah. so too, but what is he? If he t- if he were to go at this rate for another five hundred shots, what percentage would he shoot? Thirty six, thirty seven percent. He's shooting fifty. So like right. this is my point is that sometimes it's hard to know off of very short numbers like what it can be. Now I think for sure his shot looks grosser. Like something, <laughs> something looks happened. something looks on it. But the one thing I'll say is that Zeke has done so many things well. My if I were to critique Zeke Naji, it's that he does seem to be lost on both ends of the court every now and then and not lost as in like lost as in he doesn't quite seem to pick up quickly on what the team is trying to do. He's just a little slow. Maybe it's just experience. You need reps and he hasn't had that many. He also makes some weird decisions. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just like his reaction. Like he'll go for a steal in the backcourt that he had no chance at and then it's a five on four. Or like saving the ball from going out of bounds the other day. Remember when that yeah. was it was clearly Denver's ball but for some reason he jumped to save it. Like he does some weird things where it just feels like his brain is firing slow at computing the game but maybe that's just an experience thing but i will say if he was a 40 percent three-point shooter and all of the things he's doing this year would there be any question about what his role would be on this team i mean he's shooting 12 percent. if he was 40 percent plus all of the rebounding and he's doing all the finishing inside he's doing all the defense he's doing yeah there'd be no question no, it'll be hard to it'll be i mean it'll be it'll be easy to keep him off the floor but it'll be hard to like Put him in at, I mean, not put him in at any time. Like DeAndre yeah. Jordan would have no role on the team. It'd be like he's in every yeah, role. You have to just put him in every single time, like yeah. no matter the matchup. The rebounding was the biggest thing that we needed from Zeke Naji this year. And DeAndre Jordan at the beginning of the year was rebounding the ball really well. Right. And that was the biggest reason why he was playing over Naji. Now Zeke's rebounding, though. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of coming together for him. 
By the way, they played Vlaco tonight, and I think like DeAndre. This was not a DeAndre night. Like they, they're small. They yeah. run a lot of pick and roll, and Vlaco played poorly tonight. I know he'd been out with that injury. It did make me wonder if they were like, yeah, but we need you to go tonight. Like we can't go to the alternative. We it can't was play, definitely not a DeAndre. We can't night. play a drop big against this Blazer team that just jacks up pick and roll threes. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to get to some super chats. And I also have two sponsors for Jokic that we didn't mention. Okay. Two sponsors that are going to be too good. Guys, the Game Time app is the hottest new ticketing app that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concert shows, nuggets, abs games, concert shows this summer. Whatever you need, the Game Time app is your go to. Don't be messing around on all those different third party sites comparing prices just go to the game time app and use our link in the description they've got these great last minute price drops um if you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat that you never thought you could 50 yard line courtside behind home plate it's possible with the game time app uh, if you love us at dnvr you'll love game time join 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app to score the best seats to all your favorite events Nuggets, abs, concerts, shows, the Rockies this summer, the Broncos next season, whatever you need, uh, the Game Time app has got you covered. Um, also, Illegal Pete's, they've got 10 Colorado locations, one just down the street from the DMVR bar. We're there all the time. Stop in. We might be there. They've also got happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. Um, that's at all those locations. 10 locations in Colorado, one on Colfax right near the DNVR bar, 3 to 6 p.m. happy hour every single day. Burritos, bowls, nachos. Illegal Pete's is great. We love it. Uh, check them out today. I do love Illegal Pete's, man. And they got a bar. Spot. Um, so the obvious one is Taco Bell. <laughs> Nikola Jokic, why not a Taco Bell one? Drafted yeah. during the Taco Bell commercial. Are you kidding me? If you came up with like the Joker, first of all, how bad would the like Joker taco have to be for you to not oh still God. get it? If there was one out there, do they put some weird stuff? You know, I'm like, man, I don't even like ketchup, but like, all right, <laughs> so, a little ketchup on the taco. Taco uh, Bell just changes their menu every damn day, anyway. So, it but you can always order off menu. Bring back. I got a. I got a. You guys want a billion dollar idea? Yeah, let's hear Somebody it. call up Taco Bell right now. I got a billion dollar idea. Bring back the greatest fast food item in the history of fast food: the Mexi Melt. Bring it back. What and is call the it the Joker Melt? Melt. You're too young to know. You're too young to well, know. They give got rid us of it. The like rundown. Seven. What is it? It's just like a, a like a, I don't know. It's like a like Meat, cheese. <laughs> it's not so much. It's the same thing as everything. It's just it's <laughs> melted. Every just everything at Taco Bell is just yeah, same it's just melted. All right, so Taco Bell. I like it. I'm or, with Taco Bell. Even just the quesadilla. I guess they, I don't. I never had a quesadilla. It looks disgusting. Too much bread. But I seen the commercial when he was. Just bring it back and yeah. use Joker for it. Are you kidding me? Billion dollars, Taco Bell. I'll take my check in the mail. Number two. We were joking about the cars. We said the Tesla. Where's Nikola Tesla from? <laughs> Where's Nikola Tesla from? Serbia. Yeah. And where did he come to do his work? You guys might not know this. Colorado Springs, he had a lab down oh, here. Right. He had the a lab Springs, down in Colorado course. Springs. Yeah, yeah. Is this not a perfect? Oh, that sounds, are we throwing perfect this synergy? Is genius, that sounds perfect. You name a company after a Serbian who comes to Colorado and, and yeah. you know uh, changes the world. Who am I talking about? Nikola Tesla or Nikola Jokic? <laughs> That's deep. <laughs> Two That's true like visionaries. 
That's mind blowing, right? I'm yeah. just saying, man. Billion dollar idea. Elon Musk. I just saved Twitter for you. I just saved <laughs> it by making. Tesla I don't think he's got a bunch of his attention on Tesla right now. So. <laughs> he might be a little distracted. He's tweeting the people at the moment. Those um, are great, though. I'm telling you, those are good. I need a brand's. Uh, you know, brands get with me, man. Look at me. Um, all right, we got some super chats. Vote, vote. By the way, you know what, Jokic, we maybe need to get him a watch. Uh, he wants to do watches. We should get him one, and like oh, it should be one that's like, yeah, sets the timer for when the game ends to get your ass to the podium. The better this suit, the longer it takes to get dressed. Though it, we should explain to him that if you go first or early, then you could be done for the night. You get yeah. to rest. You get to chill. He doesn't care. I was gonna say the thing you're forgetting is that he doesn't care <laughs> <laughs> at all. Like he just does not care. The amount you think he cares, it's less than that. It's. Way, 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 way. It's <laughs> so, so much less. All right. What do we got? How many super chats do we get tonight? All right. It's pretty good. I mean, for seven wins in a row. Who's reading these? Am I reading them? Whoever has good eyesight. Kale, you never. You got to make it bigger, too, remember? <laughs> uh, Kale on the ones and twos tonight, as always. Fishing. Never done a super chat before. Oh, oh we got let's go, E-Park. E-Park Fishing, too. I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> but Jokic set the... Hook tonight. Ah, oh, fishing, get it? Let's go. <laughs> Y'all, tight lines, my nugs. Yeah, <laughs> No, 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 wait, wait. I think you read that time. wrong. Go back to it. Go back to it. Oh, man, Kale, the tripping finger. What I mess up? Because you put y'all tight lines, but I think it was y'all, and then it was tight lines, like wishing you tight lines, yeah. oh, which is, is like, like fishing, fishing lingo. lingo? Okay. I mean, you got a tight line. You got a fish on the line. I didn't know, yeah. Have you ever been fishing, Harrison? <laughs> Have you never been fishing? <laughs> nope. Would you guys watch? We should get RG this summer when there's I've nothing to do. I've never been fishing. Dev, have you ever been fishing? Um, Dev steps outside. <laughs> no. Guys in the chat, let me know, let us know this. Let Kale know this. If we were to get RG and we went up for a day of fishing, like fly fishing on the river and just yeah. filmed it, would the people be into that? Uh, yeah. In the deep off season when there's nothing else to talk about. It would be hilarious. Yeah, they, they watch drafts of <laughs> fast food restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> they would definitely no, watch them. Never been fishing before. Oh, man, we're going fly fishing. We even got, I know we have one, at least one follower uh, I know watches the show uh, regularly who's a fly fishing Now expert. we have two. He keeps wanting to take me out, but our, <laughs> our schedules have never lined up. Let's so. do it. Let's set it up. A little fly fishing. Uh, Rupert, get with me, man. Fly fishing. What else we got? Uh, Lachlan O'Brien. When it all comes down to it, there's objectively nothing left to say rather than let's go the Denver Nuggets National Basketball Association team. <laughs> yes. Wow, he got all of his super chat money worth spelling <laughs> it all out. There's nothing else to say. Uh, um, somebody in the, somebody here in my mention says uh, the worst commercial on earth is the State Farm Chris Paul ones. Would we hate Jokic if he took over at State Farm and we had to see the State Farm commercials over <laughs> and, and they were horribly of, I active? I think it would be funny. He <laughs> should take over a commercial on Altitude so we don't have to keep watching the same three commercials. <laughs> if, you, if he took over State Farm, would, would you change your insurance? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like the commercial. All right. I would enjoy it. Uh, unless he gave us some deal. Uh, Donnie, the losing... And the attitude was affecting Dame's brain. Altitude, probably. <laughs> Maybe attitude. Altitude. Oh, the losing and the altitude was yeah. affecting uh, Dame's brain. Yeah. Um, Something was... I mean, they shut Dame down in the second half. Oh, he, I, he was pissed in that second Yeah, he, he was, was furious. I think it might just be that the Blazers aren't very good. <laughs> it might be that. Uh, Pavel. 
Yoke with 100% from two-point shots in three of the last four games. Is, Is that, that for true? real? My God. Is that for real, we Pavel? Ever, we can't even tell sometimes these, these Jokic stats. Yeah. It's like Jokic hasn't missed a shot right. in 70 minutes. I we mean, go in, maybe. Yeah, yes. <laughs> maybe. It's been four weeks since Nicole has <laughs> missed a shot inside the three-point arc. Yeah. Um, so. Let's see. He was... No, this is not true. Okay. <laughs> what? Did I screw this up? Jokic game logs. He played 8 of 11, missed them in the last one. So the last two games, this game and the last game. But before that, he went 10 of 15. From two? Yeah. Okay. He took, took a three. False alarm. But the game before that, he did go 5 of 5. I mean, so. he's had some of these <laughs> games because I can remember tweeting like Nicole Jokic. Oh, did he say three of the last four? Yep. Yep, then three of the last four. He's Ooh. correct. He is correct on this. Wow. Three. He's perfect from two in three of the last four games. That's a wild stat. Some would say shocking. <laughs> that is wild. Seven. So let's see. That's seven, 12. And then what did he go tonight? 13. Thir- wow. Well, I'm just saying from two, he went 12 of 12, right? 13 wow. of 13, right? Yeah. One of two from three. He hit one three. Oh. So. Okay. Crazy. Uh, Alejandro was at the arena. Vibes were high. Let's go DNVR. Forever F1043, I mean redacted. Yeah, we'll say it. Yeah, we can say 1043 <laughs> fan. F man. Like, yeah, you guys saw this, saw that. If not, and you're curious, um, we did do a video earlier just about, I mean, 1043 the fan, we we think made a um their logo, changed their name and logo to like mirror ours. That's what we believe. And it's confused our audience. And so we we are in the we filed an injunction on them. We're trying to get them to, to change it. We're not suing them. We're not trying to get money out of them. We don't care about that. We just want them to change and not try to copy what we're doing and confuse our audience into thinking that they are us because they're obviously not. So anyway, if you're curious about that or if you just want to hear like the reason branding is so important to us as a company is that we, and namely Eric, who's the real genius behind all of this, but we as a company put a lot of effort into the look of our company, not just our logo, but all of it together. Mm -hmm. And if you are curious, we have a video up on YouTube you can watch after this where we talk about that, Brandon, RK, myself, and uh, and Eric, D-Line. And in it, D-Line really goes into depth and conversations I've heard a million times, but I always enjoy them when he explains the brand and how he came up with the look, why it's important, where it comes from. And I think you guys would enjoy it just because good branding, it's not, I know some people are like, it's just a logo. It's just the flag. It's just this like good branding, whether you get it or not impacts you. Mm -hmm. It's not a mistake that people think of dnvr in the terms that we have carefully crafted for you to think some of this is by the way we act and do shows and talk about things but a lot of it is also in the actual look of it i mean you look at this thing back here brent and he talks about this a lot you look at this wall back here um this is a wheat paste style this looks like graffiti on purpose like we eric designed a logo that are uh, a suite of logos and a look for us that is supposed to look like street art and that is by intent. If you think about like using newspapers to like and, and putting glue on papers and wheat pasting them onto buildings because you are reclaiming a city, redecorating it through artwork and through this, there's a real tie in between that concept and what it is we are trying to do as a company. We are street artists trying to paint our city in a new light. So, anyway, check out the video. Eric's great at articulating these things, and I think you'll get a kick out of it uh, after the show. It's a very serious video. There's not a lot of giggling from There's not Eric a lot of giggling. Eric's not in a giggly mood today. <laughs> I see a different side. They're not in a giggly mood. Uh, from Ryan, how about AG's passing this year? Love it. P.S. 
Block the imposters. Gross attempt by them. Love you, DNVR. We'd all be worse without you. We love Thank all you guys, Ryan. man. I'm telling you. Thank you. Feelings mutual. Anybody that's ever been here for a takeover or anything or just come to the bar, you guys feel yeah. it, man. I promise you. Uh, Robert, super sticker of Jokic getting out of a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Rest of the nugs in the back eating Taco Bell. Billion, $2 billion. Robert over here. Get this man a contract. $2 billion right here. Yeah, he put them together, man. That would be a wild combine. That, yeah. would be, that would be weird, eating Taco Bell in a Tesla. The juxtaposition <laughs> of man. You could put superchargers like in the parking lot. Of, the, of every Taco Bell. My Get God. a Baja Blast. <laughs> uh, Donnie, above the rim reference, Dev, take this extra $10. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Donnie's a real one. Nice. <laughs> Uh, Tyler, DNVR parade takeover bucket. Yeah, bucket. What, what's the? Is there a takeover for the parade? <laughs> we'll have to do something. Oh man, for the parade, of course. Being like a bus isn't getting anywhere. It would be cool if they let us have a takeover bus. Though. Like our own float. <laughs> our own float, yeah, man. I don't think that should be. Josh Cronkey, you know what to do. Uh, Ever sore forty two. Love the W. Just want you to know that we are with you. DNVR and the All City Network is doing something awesome. Imitators can never suffice. Imitations, Imitations can yeah. never suffice. Well, we, we love that everybody sees it. I mean, I put that out today. We just like, nobody's fooled, man. Nobody's yep. fooled. Love it. Thank you. Park Hill for the win. Gaming. Okay. little plug there. Oh, that's Steve. Steve, what up? My super chats work now. So super chat, let's go streaking to the quad. No. Everybody's doing it. Come on, come on. <laughs> go to the An quad. Where are we going? The quad. quad. <laughs> come on, honey. You think KFC's still open? <laughs> uh, Pavel again just came to say great questions from vote during shoot around. I thought he was. Marcus Howard of DNVR, but he seems to be more of a Bruce Brown. Yo, we got to let him know wow. that. When he comes on, we got to let someone, someone, someone call so him Bruce Brown. He's going to be so That's pumped. Make his Although, night. he also loves Faku. By the way, Faku, tearing it up for Red Star. You I see knew it? that he would. Yeah, I knew it's that he meant would. to be. Really, it really is meant to be. Did <laughs> we make this union happen? <laughs> he's a beast uh, in like like international game. Yeah. Like he, he's a monster. He is a monster, man. Tyler. Just finished Spaced Out by Mike Prada My guy, Mike Prada. Uh, that book makes me appreciate Jokic Ball even more. Highly recommends all the diehards. There you go. Somebody just super chatted to shout out Mike Prada, our nice. guy. What do you know? DeFan, uh, this Jokovic guy might be good someday. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Mark Jones? Uh, mixer, take dude, that Mark out. Jones was straight up hater, dude. That he guy's is, a straight up hater, man. He somebody, somebody showed all of his. Yeah, sure by putting in, you know, Jokic. He's been hating for a long time. He comes from a history of player haters. <laughs> he goes deep, man. <laughs> man, this is he doesn't like the the shine Yoke's getting. He's yeah. does not. Uh, take that L, Portland. It's always a good day when we beat the Blazers. Our second half defense was awesome. Agree there. It showed up by Dame frustration. P.S. RSD is a Serbian dinar. Den dinar. One USD is 100 RSD. Hell just yeah. Just so you guys know. I mean, we're, we're familiar with the dinar. But I, wasn't oh, trust me. I wasn't that familiar with it, <laughs> to be honest. I had the 2000 dinar. Yeah. I was rich. He was, was, he was bucks, feeling man. great, oh, huh? Man, I was rich out there. Uh, Mindful attraction 2.0. Uh, Jamal was also the reason he missed three shots last game. He gave him three grenades from three. 
I love it. Hey, I love, let's, hey let's get some haterade. Let's <laughs> get some haterade. Think we had we a seven-game win streak after Jamal, no, man. man. Yogi should be perfect four think games in a row. Think about watching this like from home and being like, oh, no, they got this one wrong. Where's my yeah, 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 Hold up. I got, where's my $10? Oh, no, Jamal, hey, where's my $10? Jamal gave him the good hey, Did you so see? Good. Nicole Jokic is so perfect. Oh, These are the things we have to know. Oh, he, he was at a, He felt this. I one. love it, though, so man. I appreciate I, I appreciate it, too, man. This is <laughs> yeah. great. It's if you're great gonna insight. Hate, if you're going to hate, you better bring the stats, yeah. man. I love it. Five-five-five-five-five-ish. <laughs> uh, Tonight's win put the Nuggets above 500 all time. Wow. 1,875 and 1,874. Bro, how do you come up with these stats? You got to tweet these and tag us in them, man, because I'm going to tweet that out, and then everyone's going to be like, great stats, That's Adam. crazy. That's a great <laughs> Another win down only 19 I can't more wait wins till 50 wins for the Nuggets tweet. led 1,000 retweets. <laughs> That's an awesome stat. That is a great stat, man. Really well done. The worst is he paid me to steal the tweet. <laughs> That's uh, a real one. Man. That is a real one, I've man. Seen one. Leo Soblanco, this money is toward a dev ad read. Oh, Dev, are you doing an ad read tomorrow night? No, I could do uh, one right now. DraftKings. Um, <laughs> make sure that you uh, pay attention. Watch the pregame show. <laughs> that is an ad read right there. That is an ad that read. Is wow. an ad read. Our that pregame show is an ad read for DraftKings. <laughs> what else we got? Actually, I think there's some more that came in. Jimmy, I'm a teacher, so I usually listen to the podcast on the way to school in the mornings. Jeff Snowday, these <laughs> I get to watch <laughs> tonight. Thank oh, you, DNVR. Oh, crap, it is snowy. I hadn't looked outside for Not a bit. Not as oh, bad God. as we thought. This listen, drive's going to suck. Let me tell you something, because it always pisses me off, because everybody always goes... They've gotten soft. You know, yeah, like they always get mad when, when people get snow days, which is complain, it's a lot better because now like uh, parents and families have an opportunity to know ahead of time before you have to guess who's going to be watching your kid. Mm. So I great. think it's good for that. Also, people <laughs> care about their kids a little bit more than they did oh, in the past. Wow. You don't yeah. want them walking Def in minus 17 degrees right, just to right. prove a point. You're right. Tough. You're so, right. So, Dev, are you playing video games tonight and sleeping in, or are you waking up early and playing oh, video I'm games? I'm going to bed tonight You're going so to I bed. can rest so you can and rest fully up. rested right. to play the game all right. day all tomorrow. Day. <laughs> oh, it's going to be crazy. Maximum capacity hey, level. I'm on that cot, baby, and I'm I'm good right now. You I'm good? so good. All right. Call of Duty, huh? I love it. Not showing up. There we go. Eloy, uh, I hope Denver gets another all-star. Always seems like a prerequisite of a true title contender to have multiple all-stars. You know what, though? I will say this. I mean, I don't. I mean, I would love it for AG just because I think he's been so good. Is it Murray? Is it AG? I think it's, it's, it's AG. Come on. But Murray's been really good over the last couple it, weeks or whatever. AG. All right, but it's AG. But here's the thing I was saying. Somebody was joking with me in the mention saying, like, what's Yoke got to do to win the fourth all MVP? <laughs> like, already, <laughs> we're, already already, there. we're already assuming he's got this one. What do you got to do? I mean, but, Michael Porter said he could win the next five. So, well, here's the thing. Like, I don't know whether he wins it or not, but Denver wins a title this year. If they win a title, you know what's on the table going forward? Everything. If you just ran this back, say he doesn't win it this year, but he plays this way the rest of the year, and everyone's like, he could have won it, but we can't give it to him until he wins something. You win something and have this year again, it's like, who else are you going to give it well, to? Well, he's just checking off every excuse. Every excuse. At that point. And then after that, like... This year, he's checking off the, the you know, top seed excuse. If Denver ha it was coming off of a championship, and, put, and this is the season we're having, we're like, yeah, it's Jokic, one, everybody else is in tier yeah. two. But here's the thing. If Denver wins a title, 
multiple all-stars even becomes easier. Like all these other guys is their profile elevates even because then it goes to like, okay, their numbers aren't quite what Dame is, but they win. You know, does Murray do what Dame does? No, but we've seen Murray in the clutch. We've seen Aaron Gordon, you know, this, that. So it's not just Yoke that benefits from getting the title, man. Like all these dudes shine when that happens. Something to to think about that's actually crazy is Jokic potentially winning three MVPs with no other (laughs) all-stars. Yeah. That's actually wild. That is a a crazy one. (laughs) Like if you just go through it, the best player in the league has willed his team like this entire time. No other all-stars. Yeah. That is that. That's a good one. With here, that so. being said, I hope Aaron Gordon. I hope he it. gets it too, man. Uh, Alejandro, I prefer my MVP candidates from Denver. Me too. That was a Mark Jones. Uh, oh, is that Mark Jones? Yeah, that was Mike Jones. Man, you <laughs> messed it up. Dude, just such a troller, man. Just such a troller. Oh, that's good. Haters everywhere, that's man. Good. Haters in the building. Uh, oh, we got vote. Are you saying we've got the Bruce Brown of DNVR? <laughs> vote. Vote earlier tonight. I don't know if you saw it. Somebody said I used to think vote was the Faku of the no, NVR, but now Howard. I are re- the Marcus Howard. But now I realize he's the Bre- uh, Bruce Brown. I got that. Feels like a big upgrade. It is tiny kings, but uh, I like Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown works. There you go, man. Um, so was it fun tonight? Oh yeah, it was fun. I think. The snow or threats of snow, I assume it's now snow, it's uh, now. took a small chunk out of the attendance tonight, but the, the energy was still there. I, I've been trying to tell anyone who will listen. The, I know Wind has agreed. The ball arena crowds have been really good this season. They have. And, I mean, how couldn't they be? Like, you know you're coming to see at least a competitive game, if not a win right now. Uh, so, so some of those free throws and, and, and the ref politicking and the snow might have taken some of the air out of the building. But the vibe was good. And it also never felt, I mean, I'm projecting massively, but sometimes you can cut that tension with a knife. It's palpable in the air. I kind of felt like everyone was just waiting for what was inevitable in this one. And uh, it, was, it was really fun down the stretch. It got, really, it got more fun because I, I, I snuck out a little early. I knew how that game was gonna end. I wanted to be in the tunnel by the time the players came through. A couple of notes, Aaron Gordon, He's taking uh, notes out of Jokic's playbook, not just on the court, but off. Had a high five for every kiddo by the family section, signed an autograph, Mr. Nugget doing his thing. And then a big celebration from the locker room. Obviously, that's about David Adelman picking up this win as the acting head coach. They got him with an ice bath. I think DeAndre Jordan, an ice bucket, was just waiting, lurking in the background. So Adelman had this to say, it was cold, but the guys were excited. And he said it's been this way like it was when Popeye got to act as the coach. And he said it's a tight-knit staff, but it's a tight-knit group. Um, And he said we really do have that here. And then he added it's been that way for years. So that really manifested. Guys were really happy for him tonight, obviously. Jokic had some high praise for him. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, He did field a lot of questions about is Michael Malone talking to you? Like does he have a line to you throughout the game? And he says, not to me, but to the coaches. Obviously, he saw that Damian Lillard was hitting a lot of shots. We heard from him about that. Um, he talked about the second half adjustments. He said, I thought getting the ball out of Lillard's hands was pretty obvious as, as far as what we need to do in the second half. In the first half, I thought we were trying to do a lot of the right stuff, but the execution was just off. He said he felt to himself, okay, that went well. And then he looked up and he had 30. And he's like, all right, I guess we'll have to adjust. Um, 
The defensive player of the game chain went to KCP, obviously a big part of that mm. adjustment in the second yeah, half. Nice. There was some there was some pressure, there were some doubles, but a lot of it was just KCP took the matchup and he pointed out specifically, I don't think people realize how hard it is to chase a guy like that off of screens. And he used my favorite term yet in a post-game session. He said, Portland uses a lot of exotic actions to get him Ooh. Um, right? <laughs> Fancy. And he says, uh, people don't realize how hard it is to chase guys like that. And KCP did a great job. Then at one point, I think after maybe third or fourth question, trying to ask him, like, what was different about this than you expected? Did anything catch you by surprise? He said, look, I grew up with this game. You know, like at a certain point, I'm just doing the job. And then he said, I wish people could understand coaching a high school state tournament game. And then he paused and he said, try to do that sometime. At least these guys are grown men. Uh, but he said it was a great experience for him. And really, it wasn't about him. He said he's just glad they got the win. He hope he's ready Michael to do it Porter, again tomorrow. He uh, gave Michael Porter Jr. a lot of credit. He said, this is a kid that was so, so talented when he was young. And I think in the NBA, he's really learned how to play off ball, which is not easy. I think people think it is, but going, you know, from, I'm now paraphrasing, but going from a guy who growing up is touching the ball a lot, playing on ball a lot, to now playing off of Jokic and Murray, it's not the easy transition some people think it is. He's made that transition. And they said on top of that, he's defending really well. He was asked about his coaching style, particularly how he seemed to have a conversation, a small conversation with just about every guy as he swapped them out. And he said, I think communication is really important. Sometimes when you sub, uh, it can make people feel a certain way. So I always like to explain, we're doing this because of a particular reason in a particular situation. And he said, I don't know if that's just coaching philosophy or if that's just the human side of it. I think you, they, all these guys deserve to be communicated with and to do the best you can in that regard. Nice. Uh, I thought he was really good, guys. I thought he was, from pregame to now, it, he was excited for the opportunity, but I, he just never really made it about himself. Um, this is a guy who obviously, as he pointed out, grew up in this life, grew up around coaching. Yes, he aspires to be a head coach, he admitted pregame, but in a lot of ways, he's just he was just showing up to do the job he, he, he always shows up to do. So I thought it was a good job by Adelman tonight, and the players really seemed to appreciate it. Um, Jamal Murray said uh, he did a good job, but, you know, we ran a lot of the same stuff. You know, we didn't change much. We kind of stuck to what we do. Um, he was asked about Jokic's insane stat line, and he said, okay, shrugged as if he wasn't impressed. Come does on, that all Jamal. Come on, He was man. joking. He was joking. He said he does it all the time. Was he? Um, he was asked about <laughs> uh, his, his hot start in the first. He scored the first nine points of this game for Denver. Was he attacking Damian Lillard? He said, no, he wasn't seeking him out. He was just playing. He was going to attack anyone who was in front of him, but it wasn't about Dane. Um, in the third quarter, someone asked him a question about the big three kind of all operating at the same time, right? Like Porter hit some. I think Jamal hit a couple threes. Jokic had it going. And Jamal shut that down. He said, I only hit two threes in the third. And I guess that wasn't enough for him. But then he went on to elaborate. He said, I just thought we did a good job of spreading the love. It wasn't just post-up. It wasn't just the two-man game. Uh, and that was good to see. Jamal had high praise for Zeke. He said he's been great. He's been great, he reiterated. He reiterated. He's setting really good screens. Uh, even if he's not grabbing the ball, he's keeping the ball alive. He's just playing hard right now. Um, 
And then on Aaron Gordon's kind of leveling up as a, as a passer and his IQ here in Denver, and he said it's just knowing what to expect. You know, after a few years with Jokic, you know, if you hit him, you just cut and you're going to get that ball back. <laughs> yeah. Gordon's picking up on all of this stuff. Then we heard from Jokic guys, and um, obviously that can go a couple of different ways, those Jokic sessions. Tonight, it was excellent. He was in a very insightful mood, uh, willing to chat. And Adelman, he said, I really think he is a guy who is going to be the next head coach. And then he stopped for a while, a little language barrier, and he stopped and he said, is head the right word? I think he's got the head to be a head coach. Um, he just he just really liked his approach. He said there were a couple of plays he called that worked, that he's a guy who thinks ahead of time about questions and has the answers. Really high praise for Adelman. Wow. Jokic. Mm. Asked Jokic about this matchup with Portland. Do you still feel familiar with it? How different is it from that first iteration they played in the playoffs? Um, I actually asked Jamal Murray that same question. Jamal said it's not that different. It's still Dame. It's still Nurkic. Uh, Jokic, of course, as he typically does, went the other way. He said you can really see the changes, um, particularly with the additions of Simons and Grant as that second, third guy. Um, hmm. So he said it does feel different with a different coach and different personnel out there. Interesting. I love when Jokic disagrees. Adjustment. <laughs> I mean, Nicole Jokic has never told a lie. Yeah, so that's true. I would go with him. I know he always zags too. You know, when everyone seems Never to be on the same something, he always has a different, different, different perspective. Adelman credited Jokic, among many other factors and players, with some of the turnarounds in the second half defensively, and Jokic refused to take credit for that. He said the guards did a much, much better job in the second half. That made my life a lot easier. He said he can't and won't take credit for that. Um, he was asked about what we've talked about on this show. His seeming. Uh, magnetic kind of, oh, Porter's, when Porter's hot, he knows where he is and he wants to feed in the ball, right? That's our perception. And Jokic said, uh, yes, sometimes when someone is really hot, I'm going to try and find them. That's a tough screenshot, isn't it? <laughs> and if you look closely, you can see how much coffee I've had. Like, oh, wow. Uh, your people look really big. Yeah, <laughs> this is terrible. Wow, this is rough. But we can hear you fine, so it's... Yeah. Onward, we'll do it live. And he said, but I didn't have that feeling tonight. And then he stopped, and then he said, wait. And then he looked at the box score, and then he said, maybe yes. And then he said he did have a couple of those mid-range turnarounds, and then he stopped. And he said, I did not have that feeling tonight. Um, and then I asked him about some of those those uh, mid-post shots. I know, the worst part is this is really good stuff from Jokic. This is the worst. This is, what happened. this is your face when you watch Nikola Jokic. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no. Oh, uh -oh. all right. Whatever. Can we no, hear him? Keep whatever. going. Keep going. It's a call-in. Um, and I, you know, I said, you know, those, those mid-post shots he takes, is that a good way of him to utilize his size, the potential, the mismatch potential alongside, you know, Aaron and, and you? And he said, uh, to be honest, whenever he takes shots, I think it's going in. If they're easy shots, if they're hard shots, when he shoots, I think it's going in. Um, I asked him about, you know, one thing we've been monitoring all year, does the lightened or at least seeming lightened load offensively this year, can he feel a difference with where he's at physically? Is, is he any less, you know, kind of bogged down? And I actually really like this answer. He says, I always say I trust Felipe. Uh, they do a really good job keeping me in shape. He said, I don't even really think of the, about this stuff. I, I couldn't even tell you where I was at with it last year, which I thought was really interesting because I've, I've long wondered if that's the case. We all fret about Jokic's is load in minutes, and I don't know if that's really something that enters his calculation at any point. It doesn't really sound like it is, so I thought that was an interesting answer. He's just a machine. 
<laughs> he just, just a, turns just himself a, on and goes. Blackburn asked him, do you know, like he obviously an insanely efficient night from the field, just the one miss. He says, do you know when it's going to be a night like that? Do you feel it early? Oh, I have the touch. And this is as close as Jokic gets to spicy, guys. He says, to be honest, I think I'm just taking high quality shots, high percentage shots, floaters, duckins. I don't think I take any bad shots. That's the closest I've ever heard him compliment himself. I just want to but say I'm that. It, but it, honestly, I don't think he's complimenting himself, though. He's not. Yeah. He's telling the truth. I mean, he's explaining. Again. And honestly, this <laughs> is the thing, lie. man. It really is. Shot selection really is just so important. And you he can has tell it so of, much about a player from their shot selection. And and that is the thing. Like, he just knows if it's a bad shot, tries to keep moving it to see if something else manifests itself. And that's a huge part well, of why he has such great touch. Or what is interesting percentage. about that answer to me is that we see all these different things about him, and then we ask him about him, and so often he just goes, "Oh, brother, I don't know." But it was just interesting to hear him go, "No, man." Like it's a great quote. I mean, I'm, I think it's a great quote, a really great. It one. happens for a reason. This guy takes efficient shots, um, and then on Mike, he just said, "It's not easy. It's really hard to play off ball in the NBA," um, and he says, "It's not just off ball. You can see it in defense too. He's trying to be in the right spot, and it's not like he gets beat and just gives up. He's in the play." Um, but he says playing off ball in the NBA, I think, is really hard to learn and really hard to adapt because there are so many on ball guys. And he said, like me and Murray, playing off of us is hard, but Porter does a really good job with it. And then I asked him finally about Aaron Gordon's closing quote to us last season, wanting to play smarter, get smarter. I asked Jokic if he can see that and evaluate that. And he says, oh, yeah, he says, you can see sometimes there are possessions where he I don't want to say does something stupid, but he kind of forces it. But then you can see that he knows that he made a mistake. I think this year he's just playing simpler. He doesn't take tough shots. I remember when he first got here, I'm now paraphrasing, but this is very much the sentiment of the, of the quote. He said, I remember when he first got here, we were talking, I was showing him some moves in the post. And he said, well, what about the fadeaway? I like the fadeaway here. <laughs> and I told him that should be the last option. It's the last option for me. That's and he great. says, I always think it's better to get your body into guys. He's so strong. And that's obviously that's a small thing. But look, a guy like Aaron Gordon did like the fadeaway. And as skilled as he is at the NBA level, that's a waste of his natural talents. And it's a really specific and interesting tidbit of, to me, which is an almost underrated story. Like, this is so cool. Denver took an elite athlete that had, was running the risk of being reduced to just the dunk contest guy. Right. They paired one of the smartest athletes of all time, and the results are remarkable. They're making each other better. Gordon is getting smarter, and it's been really fun to watch here in Denver. Really is, man. Jokic should uh, remind Aaron Gordon about that fadeaway maybe just a couple times throughout the season. The fadeaway? <laughs> yeah, not to take the fadeaway. Just, just keep that in his head and make sure it's there. Love the duo, man. Love the duo. All right, that's it for me, fellas. I know you can't see me, but that I this is my conclusion phase. Good work today, Vo. Get home safe. Drive slowly, will you? Oh, man, so slowly. Much love, boys. You later, too. later. Hit that outro music there, Kale. Um, another winner's lounge with the fellas. What a night. <laughs> I don't, Dev is, I mean, tell me if you've heard this one. Winner's night with the fellas. Or winner's lounge with the fellas. Historic Jokic night. Nuggets win. Does Will Chamberlain come into play or anything? <laughs> well, actually, it's funny you say that because ah. if you wanted to know something, players with a 35-point triple-double okay. on 90% field goal percentage in okay. NBA history, Wilt Chamberlain and Nikola Jokic. But, but, Jokic is the only one to have done it twice. 
<laughs> so actually, uh, one of those rare instances where it goes Nicola, then Wilt. Yeah. We're going to be hearing a lot of those. The guy just keeps rising. Tomorrow night, they got a tough one. Minnesota Timberwolves are in town. Tim Conley is in town. Nikola Jokic needs now seven assists to become the franchise all-time leader Wow! in assists. All-time. To do that against Tim Conley. The guy that drafted him. I mean, at least against him, whatever. But just him being in the stands. I mean, he's in town. Absolutely. He'll be there for that game. I mean, it, it would be... A sentimental. We all loved him, the person. And I do think that, like, whatever people want to say about him, some people are like, oh, what this or that. I, there's something cool about if he gets to be here for it and just celebrate it in some small way. That, that, that would be cool. Um, yeah. So I, I hope it happens tomorrow night. I suspect it will. I mean, seven assists. Come on. I think it'll happen. Child's play. But you never know. I mean, just child's play. <laughs> Third on. quarter, second quarter, maybe he'll get there. Um, before you go out, though, I do want to say that today I was watching our, our DMVR buff show, which I'm sad to say, and I'm ashamed to say, has surpassed us. Got Those it. bastards, yeah. man. Because, you know, Coach Prime, Dion, we're all excited here in Colorado. Um, but the hype, they've, they've surpassed us. We were number one on YouTube. They've surpassed us. But today, they were especially excited because they have 800 likes. Mm-hmm. 800 likes those guys got. They were oh. like, oh, my God, nobody can get our likes. Anyway, hit that like button on the way out. Let us let me wake get up tomorrow. 800, please. Let, let me wake up tomorrow please. and throw it in their faces. Please. <laughs> we'll we'll see you guys up. tomorrow.